selfie with a toilet in the back. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. That's you true. You see a little less of that. People seem to be a bit more competent mm. in terms of constructing the online identity now. I still like to throw a little toilet in the back just to, <laughs> you know. Well, just to make it exciting. Just to keep it raw. <laughs> That's my brand. <laughs> to the elders past and present of the Yagara and Turrbal people. Sovereignty was never ceded. And this is Online Mole Patrol, ready for a stroll down internet memory lane. I'm Hacklock, a visual artist and chronically online older millennial. And I'm Brian Butts, the smartest idiot you'll meet. Unfortunately. So for today's episode, uh, I have a story called The Grover House. I don't know anything about it. Which is a something awful forums related story. That'll be why I don't know anything about it. You were never on SA, were you? I was not. I lived with somebody who was. And they smoked weed out of an ice break bottle. Oh, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then for a little treat, an Orchi bottle. I was about to say, you've got you to go the Orchi bottle. They would fall asleep on the couch with the menu for like a Buffy DVD going that was like a pretty typical thing for me to come home to that's painful it was kind of fine living with them because they were a bigger mess than I was and that made me feel good <laughs> that's important you got to keep someone around who makes you feel like yeah you haven't hit rock bottom um, yet you know they've, they've done research on this and um there's different ways for you to like compensate for like your wounds um and so some people engage in downward social comparison or upward social comparison. So downward social comparison is when you look at the person that you're living with who um, smokes weed out of an ice break bottle and you go, you know what, I'm better than that. <laughs> um, or you watch like Ricky Lake and you're like, you know what, I don't have a fetish relating to spam. So I'm better than that. And so I'm fine and I'm good. Um, and that's actually like an incredibly effective way to build... <laughs> Really? <laughs> Your self-esteem. Um, upward social comparison is when you look at people who you think are like better than you and you like aspire to be like them and you use that as a way to think about your relationship to yourself in the world and stuff. It's actually a really poor way for you to build self-esteem. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's motivating. I don't know. It's not good for making you feel good about yourself. Unfollow. Which is why I like to judge everybody all the time. Unfollow all those Instagram models. It's not helping. Oh, my God. Uh, I think there was like a study that said that like um, – Thinspo or like oh. the exercise motivation stuff. It only works and only is effective as a motivator if you're already incredibly fit. So yeah, like fuck that shit off. I like to follow like fat people who work out. Yeah, me too. Because I like to follow fat people. <laughs> um, so what are we doing for bracket battle? You're doing bracket battle today. Yeah, should I reveal? No, don't reveal it. Keep it a secret. Okay, and okay, then. Battle. For the final segment, we're going to do our new meme segment that we haven't named yet <laughs> and failing, yeah. but, but we will. And uh, then I will in post put the name of the segment in here. Then later we'll do our new segment. 
memes for Marlowe. And now it's time for the Grover House story. Okay. And we have a special guest joining us oh, for this hi. one. This is my friend Devo. Hello. I'm just here for a good time and for the positive social comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's aspirational. <laughs> Are you calling us aspirational or the story will be? I don't know anything about the story yet, so I guess we'll see. But, you know, I'm and just here to so aspire both... to be a, a podcaster. <laughs> Drink it in. Watch out for yourself. It's, it's in, my, in my blood. I am a white man. <laughs> um, so I'm here to claim my birthright. The guest spot on a podcast. Okay. He, him for Devo today. All right. Oh, I have had a bit of trouble deciding how I'm going to tell the story because it's very visually based. Is it grim? Uh, it depends it. how you yes. react to it, I guess. Whether you find this grim or not. I don't... I, I enjoy this. No. <laughs> I don't know how this is this going to be negative social comparison? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> how topical. Um, so, first of all, I want to give a bit of background on the Something Awful forums. If okay. you weren't around at the time... Mm-hmm. It was a web forum where to join, you had to pay $10. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so that was their way of filtering people, I guess, by going, you have to be committed enough to pay 10 bucks. One time I went to the family and there was a cover charge and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also, I guess, if you got banned and you, had, you tried to rejoin, you had to pay $10 every time. So that could be quite an expensive endeavor. Depends on how shit you are. Yeah, exactly. So there was repercussions. If I had to pay $10 every time I was really shit. I'm just thinking about like how often I go over the go-between bridge right now. <laughs> like I have to pay $3.29 every time I'm lazy. I use it too much. <laughs> I feel like that's a, it's got a It's got a free bridge right next to it. Yeah. Like why don't I just go another block and go over the free bridge? It's slower. It feels less elegant. I can go straight onto the ICB. Yep. Yeah. Not being a driver, I have very little to add to this. <laughs> what are the perks of the go-between bridge? You can get from West End, well, South Brisbane, straight onto the ICB. Okay. Which is like, I guess, a motor motorway. Yeah. I, I think your other your other option, let me run it by, is to just go up roundabout next to Goma, <laughs> then up through some okay. lights over the Grey Street Bridge. Then you have to squiggle through like um, Petrie Terrace right. and then get to Suncorp Stadium and then turn right at some lights and get onto the ICB that way. Definitely narrowing the niche of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> small section of Brisbane's inner city. We do a lot of hyper-local content on here. Um, hyper-local news. Save $3.29 by <laughs> doing all of that. Okay. So back to the forums. The forums had a whole bunch of sub-forums. So it was split into different sections and there was like a, just a general posting conversational area called GBS, Mm -hmm. but there was also like specific areas for talking about cooking, talking about your video games. Like Mm -hmm. you had sub forums you could go into and the particular person I'm going to talk about was a mod of a sub of a military sub forum. Oh, okay. I knew somebody who was a mod on 4chan. And they used to drive around Canberra in a white van to steal people's Wi-Fi. I thought you were going to say children. No, I'm not aware that he did that. It's 
4chan. I think he may have also worked for JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> that makes... But I'm not aware of any child-stealing antics. That's also something worth knowing about, I guess, if you weren't around during this era, that something, the, something Awful Forums was kind of antagonistic with other forums. <laughs> they were antagonistic with 4chan because there definitely were people who got banned from it, something awful and then, and, and then went to 4chan. It's like a strange graduation. You're like too, too bad for something awful, so they send you to 4chan. There's also FARC, F-A-R-K. Okay. And like FARC hated something awful and something awful hated FARC. Mm. God, this just makes me think of like UQ versus QUT versus GU. It was dumb, but it gave us an enemy. And you know what bonds people together? Uh, having a yeah, common you enemy. increase group cohesion by having a shared enemy. Yeah. Were totally. you on any of these forums, Devo? Um, no, I wasn't on any of those. I remember um, Beta or Beta was also very big around that time, which was basically oh. like something awful with a very British flavor to it. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that sounds super pretentious. No, it was basically the same thing, but with a British accent. Something horrid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so this whole thing kicks off with a thread posted in GBS by a user called Grover. I'm just going to read you the post. Okay. The subject was how we built a huge addition onto our house, doing it all DIY. So right off the bat, my expectations of this episode have been subverted because I did think it was going to be to do with Grover, the Sesame Street character. (laughs) I did a lot of background reading just to refresh myself on who Grover was. Uh, So already I'm out of my depth, but continue. So the post goes, my wife and I are building a 80K, crossed out, 85K, 2000 square foot addition onto our house. And we're doing it completely by ourselves. Framing, sheathing, roofing, doors, windows, flooring, plumbing, electrical, house wrap, kitchen, stairs, tile, trim, everything but the concrete and siding. And we later got lazy on the drywall too. Dot, dot, I'm dot. already filled with a sense of dread. <laughs> Our existing house is a 1,600 square foot, three bedroom, two bath, but the kitchen sucks and we have no garage and have absolutely no storage space. Ever since we moved in, we talked about building an addition, but all we ever did was build a 12 by 12 foot shed that became our lawnmower, garage, storage room, work, wood shop, auto shop, a garden shed, whatever, which helped, but is woefully inadequate. The new addition adds a new kitchen, two car garage, workshop area, three bedrooms, more accurately, a sewing room, guest bedroom and storage room, a bathroom and a living room. What country is this person in? America. So I have some photos of the house beforehand, okay, which I will show you in a second, mm-hmm. um, and one where you can see the shed. Our goals for the eventual addition were threefold. Garage, storage and new kitchen. Unfortunately, with the state of our septic system and zoning setback restrictions, any addition was a pipe dream. But then, in March 2005, we found out that a developer had bought up all the vacant lots in our neighbourhood that wouldn't perk and was going to be installing a city sewer. This was quite a godsend. First off, the land back here is swamped, flooded half the year, and should never have been built on. We are very much looking forward to being able to reliably flush toilets a full 12 months out of the year, even when it's raining. Also, being able to close the septic field meant we would finally build the addition. So we started planning in earnest. So that's the whole post, Mm -hmm. with a couple of pictures added of before. Now, since this was posted, the thread has been edited, photos have been removed, 
all the critical commentary was scrubbed. Oh no. There's lots of slurs. So Oof. shady. It's, it's something awful. Um, so it's not really worth wading through the thread again, but I will link it in the show notes. And I will put all the photos that I talk about today in the show notes. So you can look at them as we talk about them, but also we're, we're going to try and describe them as we go. Because mm-hmm. uh, we understand not everyone can sit there looking at the photos while they're <laughs> listening to a podcast. So a lot of the stuff from that forum thread is gone now. And what we have left is the photos. You're like an archaeologist. Yeah, this is like the library of Alexandria being burned. <laughs> oh, so much cultural <laughs> knowledge has been lost. All we have is our memories. Mm. Did you check the Wayback Machine? I did. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you're good. I tried. I did try. Um, but there's like stuff that leaked off the forums into other forums. And there's also like people have done some kind of like, hey, remember when this happened? Retrospective. So I looked at those. And also I found a couple of podcasts that talked about it. Uh, one is called uh, Well, There's Your Problem. <laughs> <laughs> there's your problem. Which is a podcast that talks about like engineering and building uh, issues. It is quite entertaining. Okay. Um, All right. But they do talk about exactly this kind of thing. All right. <laughs> so um, I will link, uh, of course, all my references in the mm-hmm. show notes on onlinemogtroll.com. So first of all, I'm going to show you the before. It's a little house. What can you say? Fairly nondescript suburban setting. Yeah. One level. It's a little bit old. It looks like the house of somebody that I grew up being friends with. Yeah. All right, anything else in the photo note? Let's have a look. Uh, oh, well, there's a million cars out front, which makes me think of when Tony Abbott had a go at everybody who rents and how you can tell that they're renters because they have a million cars out front. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, Tony Abbott. I can't remember that happening, but I also enjoy <laughs> joining in and saying, fuck you, Tony Abbott. Uh, All right. I can see that there's like a ditch running along out front. Um, so I remember this thread when it happened and I remember checking in on it as things were posted to it and the tone of the responses was pretty over the top and like they picked apart every little thing that he did um which you know that's kind of typical of those forums so he knew what he was getting into there but the thing about Grover is he was a mod on the military forum right so he already had like a profile on the forums before this yes so he's active on this military sub forum but he himself was not a troop Right. He was a civilian contractor for the Navy. Uh-huh. And he seemed to think that this conferred to him the level of respect that a lieutenant colonel should get. A case of <laughs> stolen valor. Stolen valor. Right. Absolutely. He kind of role-played a troop, basically, sure. on the forums. So he was a bit of a known idiot, but he had power. He was a mod of that uh. sub-forum. Um, and he would post these... I love how cringe long, this is already. Yeah. He would post these long, poorly thought out military strategy theorizing posts. delightful. <laughs> and I have his most infamous post here. Oh my God, amazing. From the military subforum. I don't know what it was titled, but I should probably preface this to say that this is just after the Iraq war kicked off. Okay. Can you also do a dumb voice? You don't have to. I don't know what his voice would sound like. Oh, hi, I'm Grover. Could you do Grover from Sesame Street? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember what Grover sounds like. No, neither can I. He's a very nondescript Muppet. He's he's Super Grover, right? Super Grover. He's like half Cookie Monster, half man. What if I do it in an uwu voice? Yes, please, please. How long will it take to capture Baghdad? Two days. (laughs) Will Saddam be killed? Shock and uwu. Yes. 
Total Iraq civilian casualties, 500 dead. Total military casualties, Iraq, 3,000 dead. Total military casualties, U.S., 15 dead. Will the Iraqi army regulars hold the lines? No. Will the Republican Guard fight to the end? No. <laughs> Will chemical slash bio weapons be used on invading troops? Yes. <laughs> Support the troops. Support the troops. Will Saddam launch attacks on the Kurds? Yes. Will Saddam launch attacks on Israel? No. If yes. No. Ticking all the boxes. <laughs> Got answers for it all. Yeah. If yes, will Israel retaliate harshly? Yes. Will Saddam sacrifice Baghdad? (laughs) (laughs) Gas slash nuke it? No. Will the Kurds make a grab for independence? Yes. Will Iran do anything silly like try for land? Yes. Will Saddam burn the oil fields? Yes. (laughs) How long will the US be occupying Iraq? 15 years. Will the Iraq war catalyze increased terrorism in America? No. (laughs) (laughs) In the long run, will this war be good or bad for the world? Good. (laughs) Thanks, Guova. Thanks, Guova. There's more to this. We have to look at what those civilian casualties are. Just because they're civilian doesn't make them innocent. Let's take a look at a few possibilities. This voice, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think you've got it. You've captured his character. <laughs> a civilian walking down the street to market gets killed by a cruise missile fired at the market. Cruise missile fired at the market. So that's, that's scenario one. Scenario two. A civilian asleep in their house is killed when their house is targeted by a smart bomb and blown up. <clears throat> Okay, these two are regrettable innocents being killed. But since the US doesn't make a habit of targeting markets or houses, they're very small in number. Three, a civilian working at a chemical weapons factory gets killed when the chemical weapon plant is bombed. Four, a civilian security guard at the weapons depot is killed when the weapons explode. Five, a civilian contractor repairing a tank is killed by a MOAB dropped on the unit. Six, a civilian engineer is killed when the military command center he works at is destroyed. Is he just going to run through all 500? <laughs> no, we're nearly there. Seven, a civilian delivering snackle cakes to the Baghdad bunker vending machine eats a 5,000 pound bunker buster. Etc. Etc. The list goes on. My point is that there are a lot of civilians directly supporting the military that aren't exactly innocent. Yeah, like, oh, you, like Grover. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. Exactly like Grover. And would be Maya rightly counted among the military casualties than civilians. I'm a civilian and work for the U.S. military, but I acknowledge I'm also a valid military target because of what I do and think the vast majority of civilian casualties in this campaign will not be innocent. Do you think this guy like mulls over this shit in his head while he's wanking? (gasps) What a fuckhead. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, so that's his most infamous... Uh, post from those subforums that mm. his modding style definitely involved anyone who criticized him got banned sure yeah and he would um oh he's a bit fragile he's very fragile um 
So, like, he didn't have a lot of fans. Like, a lot of people who were, like, in those sub-forums who were military, who were troops, were like, you don't understand military culture for a start. You make all these statements that aren't correct. You seem to think you deserve this level of respect even though you're a civilian. Like, they hated him. There was even, like, a campaign... I found a blog spot that was a oh, remove wow. Grover as a mod campaign <laughs> blog spot from the time. Brutal. So, yeah. Okay. And then he started this GBS post. I'm not going to give location details or dox the guy. He's a real person. He probably still lives in this house <laughs> with his family. Yeah, good luck selling it. You yeah. can't flush the toilet all through the year. So... Don't go bully him if you find him. Don't bully from our cringe cast, please. (laughs) Um, But I do want to set this up by saying to understand the topography of the area that this house is in, that it's known as the Great Dismal Swamp. Colloquially or officially? Officially. That's like a really interesting um, coincidence because that's what I call my vagina. I can't come into work. I got lost in the great business swamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like there's this large area that his home is within that is known as the great dismal swamp. So swampy, right? <laughs> and he did say in his original post that it was swampy. Wetlands are an important biome. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Um, okay, so his second post in the thread. He gives a little bit of background. I'm an ele- I'm not going to do the voice again. Um, I'm an electrical engineer by day and pretty skilled at AutoCAD, but certainly not skilled in construction. And what I've never do by night. It doesn't say electrical engineer by day. Um, DIY house builder by night. Sexy vigilante by night. <laughs> Uh, he says he's certainly not skilled in construction. I've never done anything remotely like this before. I bought a copy of IRC 2003, which is the International Residential Code, the code book in use here, and read it cover to cover. I did a detailed sketch of our existing house and input it into CAD, and we started playing with our sorts of ideas about how to get our garage, storage, and kitchen. I decided the only way we were going to be able to do this was to stick it on the gable end of the house. This would minimize impact on the existing house give us room to build the addition, and let us basically just turn the kitchen and sink and stove around into the new kitchen. Oh, yeah. Eliminating nearly all the plumbing work and making our life much easier. We would also extend our heating duct into the new kitchen. I found a loophole in the coal, in the code that lets us infringe further into the front setback that we thought, which let us make a decent kitchen. So I took this into account and drafted up some floor plans in CAD. I have some of those floor plans. My wife had a hard time picturing it. So I used my Photoshop skills to whiz up some half-assed artist renditions of the planned edition. I just want to point out, this was clearly not done in Photoshop. It was clearly done in MS Paint. Yes. <laughs> oh, I want to the see gentleman's that. Photoshop. <laughs> I would call it the village idiot's Photoshop. <laughs> Imagine being the kind of person who would say, oh, I did it in Photoshop when you did it. We decided we'd like a two-car garage with a kitchen in the back and a large furnished attic above for storage. Uh, The peak at the centre would be about eight foot and the walls would be short. This was a compromise because my wife did not want a two-storey house because she thought it would look terrible. But I really (laughs) wanted a usable second-storey space. (laughs) This This is his lead Photoshop skills. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is one of those images that you're like, all right, yeah. And then the more you look at it, the more you notice. Mm, I wasn't all right, yeah. <laughs> there was no phase of all right, yeah. 
Okay, right so off the bat, how would you describe my it? My handyman instincts kicked in. <laughs> I could see <laughs> that there were some problems with this. Uh... It's a good thing we invited a man on the podcast today. <laughs> I am here in my capacity as a handyman. Um, that is a really fucking small ass window for just a huge plane of house at the front. So the second story area. They should make it spookier with like a big spooky arch for like, you know, trapped orphans to peer out of. So I want to note, so there's the picture of the house. He's done a lot of I'm copy and pasting. This, like, I'm mad at this double garage with part of the garage forward. It's got like... And there's a door there. Why is the front door next to these bum-ass mm. fucking garages? The front door goes into the garage. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. And you can see that all the windows are just copy-pasted, so these forward-facing windows are all forward uh, I mean, there are only about four elements in the picture that have been added, and they've been repeated and sort of resized and stretched to this give an impression here, of This a... here, I think, is just taken from this gable yeah, here. Yeah. Um, it's... It looks kind of like... It's kind of like if a house was a cancer and it's just like replicating <laughs> yes, itself. Yes, it has like metastasized. <laughs> Definitely, this is a, a house not in remission. And also, I guess there's that element of because things are just copy-pasted, the shadows are all wrong, so it just feels uncomfortable. Don't you reckon? I'm kind of thinking, do you remember in Drop Dead Fred where she goes into like the dream version of her childhood home and it's all like unsettling? Yeah. It's kind of that, like, you know, you imagine being there and that house being real and it's very spooky. It does look like to realize this, it would be a very big project for someone who had never constructed anything before. Yeah. Oh, so fuck, yeah. there's a shed. In one of the other photos, you can see the shed in the background and that's the sum total of his construction skills before he attempts this so this section here is all new that's the old house yeah yeah it's mostly new mm. this seems like a bad idea ostensibly yeah i reckon it does seem just like have a, bad a carport idea. mate um this is one of his autocad drawings i think this is the kitchen mm -hmm. plan so we've got it's so ugly looking but we've got like an island in the middle and some like cabinets maybe that's the stove very brightly colored stairs no oh, yeah they are the stairs and this is the kitchen uh -huh. so you can see there's the stove top i guess that's the sink kitchen island kitchen table doorway doorway i respect the kitchen island you gotta have an island you gotta have a powerpoint in the island this is one Ooh. of his plans for okay. ducting what all right yep <sighs> okay so how would you describe that one Chaotic. It's just like, is this why she divorced him? <laughs> I don't know that she did divorce him. I would say it's it's a similar floor plan, but then there's sort of purple tendrils drawn over it with the um, I, I think it's the like spray uh, spray bottle tool from <laughs> MS Paint. This, this U turn here. What's going on there? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. So we've got yeah ducting. I guess I don't know about the climate where they are, but I'm just like, why don't you just not? <laughs> I think it it must get cold because okay. they do talk about installing a HVAC, which is must be something that's common in the US, so definitely not in the subtropical climate of Brisbane. HVAC, what's which HVAC? stands for heating, ventilation, air conditioning. So it's oh, like a combined right. system. We had one of those at my last place. It made me think it was a very fancy, rich person house mm. to have ducted heating and air. So this is the vintage sorry ducting plan for that system this is also another autocad plan of the house 
this is just the first floor, but it shows the original house and then the first the growth, the growth, the addition here, where you can see the staggered garage. Yep. And okay. like this extra just bit of why kitchen. Why would you just not just pop it out a little bit, bro? Like, why? He wanted it that way. Why? Aesthetics. Yeah. <laughs> See, one of the things about the thread being so mean is there's a lot of things they picked on him about which were fair enough. Um, but he also did some incredible work here as someone who'd never done anything like this before. But a lot of the criticisms are just about him making some very strange choices. <laughs> so the staggered two I love doorway how he's, re- he's represented garage. like the other car <laughs> just like out the front of the house. And this like weird look, chunk of kitchen here. Living it up in the butler's pantry. Yeah, why the fuck does he need a butler's pantry? It's fancy. Just a 3D projection of, of an AutoCAD image um, which does show the like the extension <laughs> for want of a better word on the house. <laughs> But there's only a few labels. Um, one of them says addition, which kind of points to most of the addition. The rest says old house. Butler's pantry is called out and highlighted very prominently. And then new wall. Um, I th- there's a lot of new walls, but he has called out one specifically. And that's I, it. I guess it's a new wall in the old house section. Right, right. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, when I'm looking at the addition, which just seems to mostly be the kitchen and the garage Mm. I'm absolutely baffled in relation to why you stagger the garage and the wall in the kitchen wait is that some kind of cabinetry I felt like there was something in the last pick that was suggesting something cabinety related over here which I guess would make me understand why you stagger that wall internally but that doesn't mean that you have to stagger the external wall you can just have a bit more room in the garage yeah. I say, as a garage <laughs> expert. None of us are builders here. Mm-hmm. So, right from the get-go, he starts construction. Problems. Imagine watching this unfold in real time. I did. Oh, God. Oh, okay. That's a, oh, no. a classic failure to... <laughs> oh, well. Oh, man. Sorry, sort of I, a series of trenches and mud. So, this is one of the most more infamous pictures oh. from this thread. And Grover is standing next to the side of his house. You can see the shed in the background. The dirt is just all torn up. I'm just like looking at it and imagining myself being the only person responsible for turning this ripped up muddy wasteland into extra house. And... <laughs> it looks like the Somme. <laughs> There's definitely a trench there and it's mud and water. It's just mush. It's very wet. It's like after a music concert. This is like after Splendor in the Grass where it rained all week. It's deeper than that though. There's some heavy furrows. <laughs> like, yeah. But have a look at the shed in the background. It's a baby barn. Um, why is there a pipe coming out of the shed out of all the latch oh, and then little... just like around the corner into nothing? <laughs> okay. Like a meter out of the side of the shed. Mm. And then turns a corner. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Strange. So that's his construction experience is this shed. It's going is great. Is he working at the same time as doing this? Yeah. I assume. Oh, what a... For the Navy. What a heck hole. He's building in a swamp. So has troubles with the initial building of the foundations. Okay, we laid some foundations. 
Wow. All right. He really brought it together. Was he saying that he was getting some assistance in relation to the foundation? There's a few times when he calls in assistance. He gets some contractors involved. Okay, he has laid some concrete down here. There's something, uh, one of the things I was reading about this, I don't remember it, is that he wanted to just put gravel down under the foundation. Jesus. And the local council, I don't know what the yeah. jurisdictions are in American towns, mm-hmm. were like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, he's got some I foundation down and he's starting to build the ceiling for the first floor. There's just bits of wood sticking out there. Yep, a lot of beams. A lot of beams. So apparently these kinds of beams here mm-hmm. uh, not great if there's a fire because they're not really supported. Um, he's got a bit of a support joist here, but... These are not a great choice. Easy fix, just don't have fire. One of the things about the photos of this construction is there's always just junk everywhere. There's always junk in the background. There's children's toys. Sometimes there's a cat. Sometimes there's a child. It feels like as the process was going along, they were living in that space even though it was half Maybe they were living in the shed. No, they were living in the rest of the house, but they also just let the kids roam around this construction site willy-nilly. I know somebody who is, has been living in a house like that and construction's been taking a while. I guess their children are like, you know, <laughs> the high school age. So this is some more frames right. being built. Is that a dog? Uh, yep, there's a dog in there. It's a children's tricycle. It does Here. look unorthodox in construction, I guess. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but... The spacing between things seems off like i'm not an engineer he claims to be an engineer Mm. um he's an electrical engineer there's a lot of this stuff here that i don't have the expertise to criticize because i don't know but some of the commentary that i've heard from professionals and there are a lot of professionals in this thread going no 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 what you're doing here bad choices and he just delete them he'd ban them Anyone who was critical of what he was doing, he wouldn't listen to, even though he had people who were professionals I, trying to give him advice. Yeah, I can't, I can't speak to this particular dynamic around the building of houses, but I can say that I've certainly, you know, observed people <laughs> uh, relating to a legal matter in a way that I think is a bit, yeah, unorthodox or ill-advised, and people don't necessarily want to hear, especially when they're really identified with. The thing that they've got going right. on. So, so he's really posting looking for sort of adulation and support. And yeah. he's getting criticism, gentle criticism, <laughs> constructive criticism. He's getting construction criticism. Construction he's criticism. getting advice when he's not wanting advice. Mm. He's wanting everybody to say, oh, this is great. Yeah. Here's another work in progress shot. This kind of shows, I don't know, angled roof bit or maybe to go mm. under the staircase. This is actually appealing to me. I'm like... <laughs> Just the box. I like the box. We've got a, just a ladder. Like, just I don't, throw some glass up in those bits. This is looking, I guess, into what would be the kitchen area and then there's the garage in the background. They're already parking the cars in there by the looks of it. True. Imagine being the partner, like, observing this thing unfolding IRL. Another part of this was that he'd said early on that the second story was going to be an attic storage space. Uh-huh. But... He compromised 
because he wanted it to be more than that. So oh, he compromised he like with a his furnished wife. Furnished attic. And when you said furnished attic, I was like, what does that a loft, mean? A finished loft. Yes, it was meant to be a loft, but then. But for storage. We redid the design, and I finally got my wife to agree to a full second story, which would now include a new living room, a bathroom, three bedrooms, and a fantastic balcony and staircase. Wow. So. Houses for me are kind of like bodies in that they're imbued with a particular sort of magic where I, I don't want to see beyond the veil. Mm. Like I don't want to watch surgery stuff. I don't want to think too much about how houses are built because they're like symbolic of a thing that's going to remain standing. And I have this sense that if I was too close to the construction of a house, especially by like if you're married to this person, you probably know that they're a total twat. Um, <laughs> so when they're building this thing and apparently there's going to be like a living room on the second story – I'm not sure that I would trust that the structure would not kill me. <laughs> I would prefer to live in blissful ignorance in mm. relation to so many things. He already has kids while this production is going on. I think there's a point where his wife is pregnant during this process. Pageant? Pregante. Yeah, obviously all the kids' toys, obviously, because the kids are around. But also, like, do you think that your construction is safe enough that your children should be up there? Uh Let's not delve into that because the stories that I have in relation to that and tenancy law are far too grim. So, back where we were. So, this is where he starts to install the ducts for the heating air conditioning system, HVAC. Is it like when you go to, was it the Hyperdome where you would go and all of the ducting in the ceiling was visible and like yeah. painted? Yeah. It's giving me some Hyperdome feels. It's not a right. floor, it's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetic choice. It's just tubing going everywhere. And if you look at this weird chaotic patterning of the tubing, that's the way it was in that plan with all the purple squiggles. Sure, he yeah, sure is doing yeah. a great job of following the plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's that blue thing? I think it's a bucket. Oh, no. No. Some it's like of, an anesis bag. Some kind of plastic <laughs> bucket with wiring in no, it. That'll no. all be hidden. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> So when he was installing this system, he went to buy the, the ducting stuff and none of the HVAC um, companies would sell it to him because he wasn't a licensed HVAC installer. So instead, he got it from some kind of like sheet metal factory. Ooh, the HVAC duct web. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and like... What is it held up by? It's like toilet paper. It does. It's just, <laughs> it's just like tape or something. Ugh, it's it's just chaos. Okay. It's kind of like that photo of the land party where the guy is uh, duct taped to the ceiling. <laughs> I love that picture because you're just like, oh yeah, it's some nerds on computers. Wait a minute, there's a human being on the ceiling. Here's some more internal stuff, which. At the time, hmm. originally, hmm. people freaked out going, you've put your plumbing pipes by cutting through the joists, which seems dangerous because you've now compromised the strength of the supporting wood. But uh, the podcast I was listening to was saying that this particular brand of the joists, you can do that. But he's like, it's still not a good idea. There's like so many holes in the joists that... It's worrisome. It just looks very freeform, improvisational, I would say. Yeah. Construction. There's just holes everywhere. One of the things that gets me about this is that he planned it this way, though. It's not like he's just throwing it together. He's not going to compromise his original vision for the sake of (laughs) integrity. 
or safety. And that's it about the confusion. I respect that. <laughs> this is my design. Oh, this is the HVAC system being installed Okay. at a later point. It seems to just, it looks quite heavy and being held up by... Not much. Dental floss. Mm, pretty much. Just some very thin looking bits of metal there hanging also from the ceiling. So people would be underneath mm. that at certain times. You just find somewhere to put it on the ground, bro. So he's hopefully going to. mark this one up for us. Like yeah. Some kind of strange schematic overlaying the... Oh, man. So you'll note on this one that it says to sewing room on one section. This really and... does make me think of like a 90s Navy movie, though, like this shot. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When he was building the addition... So the inspectors, like he had a lot of times that he did have inspectors come and look at stuff, but it seems like they were pretty chill and lax about a lot of things. And we're just like, yeah, that's fine. He's paying them to come to look at his shit and he may well need to have them back again. So yeah, professionals know which side of their bread is buttered. So they're not going to sledge the fuck out of him and (laughs) get more money out of him. Right. Also quite a long time ago. I think this is pre GFC. Yeah. I was like, enlightenment? (laughs) (laughs) This is before the enlightenment. (laughs) Um, So I think they were just kind of more lax and banks gave money out a lot more easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did did he borrow to construct this? Oh, yes, definitely. He also had just gotten a promotion at his work. So he had a lot more cash coming in, which made this possible. Mm -hmm. But then there was a lot of like, ah, I need a loan to install the HVAC. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Just gave him more money. Because they're like, oh, you're adding an addition to your home. That must mean that it'll be worth more money. Mm, adding we- value, clearly. Yeah. Oh. So they gave him all the cash. There was a point where the inspector said, oh, you can't add that many more bedrooms to your house because it will overload the sewage system, the septic system that you have. Uh, it, it's too much poop. <laughs> <laughs> and water and whatever. They said that's too much. So he's like, oh, okay, uh, they're not bedrooms anymore. And he just took the cupboards out of those rooms and we're like now it's a sewing room now it's uh this room i have inspected houses that engage in that sort of a fiction yeah yeah the problem it's, it's is that weird it's a bit worrisome people then do use it as a bathroom and then they oh, do they use the system and they are sleeping in their bedroom it just doesn't have built-in cupboards and anymore <laughs> which is the real tragedy and the inspectors were like oh yeah sure okay cool now, the wiring work in that podcast, they were saying, actually looks okay. But he's an electrical engineer, right? This yeah. is like his wheelhouse. So he has some actual experience and knowledge there. And there was a kind of rumor meme at the time while this was unfolding that he hadn't passed the certification for the wiring and that he then got himself certified and certified the house himself, which is not uh-huh. strictly true. He did get certified during this building process, but he hadn't seek, like he was going through his civil engineering d- study or whatever. Yeah. So that just happened to also happen. And he did get somebody else to certify the wiring, but I still wouldn't want to do that shit myself. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of bureaucratic processes are tied up with um, certifying the wiring, but um, it doesn't take a lot for me to think that it's possible that he did it all up and somebody else just signs on it. I got a lot of photos because this stuff was buried at one point. So I had to, I got very excited about digging them up. Okay. Um, so, you know, a bit further along in the process, we've that got... That really does look like the guy sticky tape to the yeah. ceiling at the yeah. lamp party. 
So one of the things about some of the walls that he was installing, there are load-bearing walls and then there are walls that are not load-bearing. Uh -huh. So he seemed to think if it wasn't a load-bearing wall, it shouldn't bear any load. So he didn't connect them to the ceiling, to the roofing uh. joists. He had That's them... The secret. Sort of, he had the drywall go all the way up to the top, but not the internal wall. wasn't quite connected. <laughs> Just leave a little gap. <laughs> Just leave a little gap. Did I tell you that, um, like, I lived on campus at Griffith for a number of years, and I've never verified this, but the story is that the on-campus accommodation there was thrown up really quickly in the 80s to house people who were in Brisbane for the Commonwealth Games. And so it's all, like, this best of brick construction. And the ceilings are made out of these, like, strips of metal that sort of interlock with a little lip. Oh, yeah. And so, but they're perpendicular to the direction that the walls dividing all of the rooms up are in. So all of the rooms have a series of holes that travel through to the next room. So you can hear exactly what's going on in the next room. Oh, no. Like, it, it, it's kind of coming through, like, a radio with bad reception. Mm. But you can make out words and stuff. Delightful. <laughs> um, Sounds kind of creepy. You can hear a sneeze. The memory of a sneeze. <laughs> You're particularly loud in your early 20s, I feel. Uh, look, I'm pretty sure everybody around me got the short end of the stick on that one. So I've got a couple of Grover posts here. At one point, someone asked him how he was doing all this stuff, how he's building the house. And he said, mostly intuition, I guess. <laughs> it did look mm. intuitive. Yeah. Mm. None of this stuff is rocket science. And normal people do it all the time. Just usually not so much altogether. I have a solid engineering background, and between the code books and examples from the web, I was able to do most of it. I had a few questions that I posted to DIY forums, but to be honest, it wasn't very helpful. They were mostly all, that's beyond a DIY job, and <laughs> you need to hire a professional. Mm. Idiots. <laughs> so right from the start, people are saying, girl. maybe you shouldn't do this. And he's like, whatever. Well, I'm gonna, so drink it in. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, there's also the post here where he mentions the walls. Okay. Oh, and the tie-in with the existing house. In my case, I decided it was easier to just put in a second wall as I would have to dick around too much with the roof to try to tie it straight in. The existing footer wasn't really built for a two-story house either, this will also allow for the settling into the addition, hopefully, settling of the addition, hopefully, to be even. I ended up undercutting my foundation and pouring a new footer about a foot deeper than the old footer, which the masons blocked up with a one-inch gap. Wasn't enough. The existing wall bowed in 1.5 inches, which ended up messing with my new walls too, which sucked. You can't tell in the finished house... But it was readily apparent when hanging the kitchen cabinets, and it still bothers me that my wall isn't perfectly plumb. <laughs> the two walls are nailed together at several places. Most notably, I nailed the ceiling in the old kitchen to the header I put on the new wall when I broke the new opening between the two. I placed a 2x6 above the existing joints in the attic, used 16D nails to nail through to the new tripped 2x12 header and put on hurricane straps to support the existing joints. Then I knocked out the 2x4s holding the ceiling up. So essentially, the ceiling is now suspended by hurricane straps 
from a board nailed through the sheeting into the other wall. I hope there isn't much settling between the walls. Heh. <laughs> you know what this makes me think of? Like, you know when people can't come to an agreement with their neighbour about the fence and then you just end up with two fences right next to each other? Mm, definitely. <laughs> After that post, a meme spread about load-bearing drywall. <laughs> <laughs> So he never actually uses the term load-bearing drywall oh in any of this, God. but that's part of the mythos and a great term. <laughs> oh if this was in Australia, he'd just have a house held together by Oki straps. Let's look at some more more finished images inside on the on the floor, the the base level. We've got, of course, children's toys in there. Some, it's looking more like a house. Yeah, I've got some scaffolding so they can paint. Um, the glass doors are in, some They're windows painting. are in. They're done. Yeah, it's finished. <laughs> is that lock up? Uh, this is mid-stairs construction. There's just crap everywhere. everywhere yeah. It's hard to sort of see what's actually going on. I guess it really has the sense of them living in the space at the same time as constructing it, which mm. you wouldn't really have if you had professionals putting it together. For you, maybe. Where it worries me is that the children obviously are playing in this think half construction children. house. Yeah, think of the, him in that case. Is yeah. Like, is this like another class thing? Because I can remember like if people were managing to build <laughs> a house in around. the in the cultural milieu that I grew up in, you would absolutely go out to that house and check it out and play in it. Or if there was something being built in your neighbourhood, you would go and play in that. But you knew sure. you weren't meant to be there, right? Um, that's, part of the fun. that's why it was so sexy. Mm. It seems like the kids were just allowed to be there yeah but they're being supervised by their idiot parents so. are they uh what's taking think, photos what, what they're captured in the photos by a parent means it means not supervising <laughs> they're obviously in the field of view <laughs> <laughs> yes here we go here we go in this one we have some a, a lot of the kitchen has been completed we have the staircase now, there's a few odd things about this photo once you really look Ooh, at it. okay. I'm keen. Uh, it looks like the stairs are made out of pallets. Uh, there's a cat. No okay, guardrail so as such on the upper level. It's like a stitched panorama. Yeah. So that's part of the spookiness. So, firstly, the fridge doesn't fit in the fridge space, which if you're building something from scratch, you would think you would measure it to build it to fit the appliances that you have. Well, you could... How... How's it not fitting the fridge? Oh, you see how it's, it's sticking out like? Uh, look, I don't want to... That's what my fridge does. I don't want to poo-poo your analysis But here. you didn't build your house around your fridge. <laughs> no, you, you don't want the fridge to be flush with the fridge hole. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to open the door and it's going to get stuck. Remember when I was living in that place in Annerley and you'd open the fridge door too far and it would hit the fucking broom cabinet next to it? <laughs> I think there's, there's plenty of things more. to criticise here, but I, don't think, I think the fridge hole is actually fine. Okay, fine. Alright. Uh, uh, because I am, in fact, I was just joking about the garage thing before, but I'm an expert on fridge holes. Have a look at those stairs. What do you notice about the stairs? It does look wonky, but again, we're looking at like a stitched panorama. What's, what's I don't in the stairs? A cat? Pallets? Some insulation. Yeah, there's insulation. Yeah, that's what you use to hold up your stairs. <laughs> um, it doesn't connect to the wall. Where where do you use insulation? What is usually the purpose of insulation? Ah, in the ceiling. Mm. It's traditionally an upper level. 
and in the walls maybe, but generally up because you're stairs. insulating the house from the outside world, right. not insulating above the stairs from underneath the stairs. Well, okay. what else so, are you going to put in there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. It doesn't look like they would support He's the weight of a human man. He's just approaching the task intuitively. This like vent mm. here, yeah, strangely, but there's also a window here. Which someone tweeting about this, actually, I forgot to mention one of my sources is a thread by Eliza, uh, 3LIZA on Twitter, fantastic thread. She's also a really great follow, um, who was very active, who was active on the forums at the time and remembers this, who noted that this window is exactly the right height for a child falling down the stairs to fall through. <laughs> So the, the stairs are kind of staggered and there's this mid-platform and you would hit the mid-platform and then bounce through the window. I think what's good. going on here is that everybody hates this douche and they're being yeah. super mean to his house 100%. as a consequence. If he was a stand-up bro that everybody <laughs> loved and he was taking all of the advice in good faith and trying to implement it, everybody would love this house. I absolutely would not love this house. It would be a shining symbol of what a... Awesome bro he is. Also, this is the thermostat, which is right near the window, so that it would get sunlight on it, which is apparently a big no-no, okay. because it's like measuring the temperature of the room or whatever. <laughs> and also, if you need to change the temperature, you have to go up the staircase. Weird. Has he installed that chandelier up there? He sure has. Oh, that's spooky. So this is all new addition area. And one also thing to note here is this doorway leads into the original house mm -hmm. and that is the ceiling of the next room oh, so the ceiling of the next right. room is lower than this room yeah uh -huh. so the flooring of the addition and the flooring of the original house are so mismatched that there's a gap of about oh how, how high would you say that was 60 centimeters where the ceiling just juts into the doorway it's hard to say with this non-Euclidean <laughs> geometry that we're viewing here, but there's a significant amount. Uh, let's have a look from the outside of the house. Oh, mm. Here's oh, some construction okay. work well. going on outside. <gasps> they did put in a spooky arch window yeah. for they orphans did put to peek through. And the windows are all different to each other. <gasps> It's variety. It's like, it's play, like play school. school yeah. <laughs> Which one's it going to be today? We've got like a little skinny window. We've got a big fat window. We've got like a four, three piece long, long, long thing. We've got this arch window. And then a door. And then a door underneath. Intuitive. An intuitive approach. I was going for an eclectic look. <laughs> What's this one? Oh, this is the lower floor, top floor. It's been covered over a bit. We've got... Yeah, you can see the different windows at the base there a bit more clearly. This is him installing the siding, plastic, fake. It looks like lines of wood, but it's actually like plastic. Yeah, it's like fake weatherboard. Fake uh, shingles? Situation. Well, uh, whatever it's called. So the siding, he's installing it there on a very narrow bit of scaffolding. Scaffolding. It looks like almost like a horizontal ladder that yeah, he's standing probably. on to install the siding there, which looks worrisome so when he installed the siding very exciting because you're starting to really put the outside of the house together mm -hmm. installs it wants to celebrate has a barbecue has a grill 
melts the plastic siding uh, by putting the grill up against the side of the house that you they just installed. Fuck. <laughs> so he's like melted this hole in the wall immediately. I have right. feelings about the idea of using plastic to put a house together. Clad your house? Like the barbecue melts it. Yeah. What happens to your house if it catches on fire? It melts. There's a lot about the construction like in this house that seems unprepared for fires. It's like that Paris Hilton movie. Also unprepared for moisture. Some of the wood... More concerning in the Dismal Swamp. In the Dismal Swamp. Some of the wood used is called... Oh, I can't remember what the guy called it, but it's like compressed wood. So that if it's fine... Like fucking chipboard or something. Yeah, kind of. Chipboard. He's built a house out of melamine. So like if it's dry, it's fine. But if it gets moisture in it, it starts to break apart. My family home, the bathroom, was made out of a compressed chip product. And uh, it was pretty fucking nasty. (laughs) (laughs) That's some garage construction. Mm. He's got one automatic door and one not automatic door. These are the staggered doors. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't really... I don't see, like... No. Do I see railings for the second one? It doesn't look like it. We've got two different kinds of door going on there. Oh, wonderful. And there's the front door. Yeah, the front door is there. Yep, the staggered uh, design is visible. There's another front door in a different part of the house, right? Like, yeah. you don't need a door on a garage. Mm. Just open the, garage the garage door. is a door. <laughs> well, there's the... Car hole in the person hole. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. Oh, yeah, this is a better view of the staircase where you can see the window and mm-hmm. the vent mm-hmm. and that the thermostat and the wall not lining up with the floor. It's just gaps. This is like those real estate nightmares, kind of. So, this is installing the kitchen. And one thing you'll note. In the construction of the kitchen. He's brought in every different size cabinet he could find. Lots of cabinets planned. I do have a pre-plan of the kitchen that he made up in AutoCAD that's more detailed than the other plans. There's a lot of... Stuff going on. Um, A lot of PowerPoints involved in this kitchen. So I'll see if I can find the plan for this. PowerPoints are, it's like catering, you know, you, it's better to have too many than not enough. Mm, mm. Just throw in another PowerPoint. I actually think this house is fine and you just hate him. <laughs> ah, oh, this, this is, is where he patched over the hole from the grill the incident. The grill is still there facing the house ominously waiting for its second He's go. Like, turned He's it away. He's left uh, some, some space, yeah. Yeah. Done a great job. Patched over. It's not a really, bad patch. Like, I can't really relate to cold climate living, but they're just such small fucking windows. All right, here we go. Here's our kitchen plan. So this oh. is the original plan. <laughs> All right. Okay, that looks fine. We've got lots, lots of cabinets. There's a kitchen island. We've got room for a double it looks door like fridge. The kitchen of every family whose kid I was friends with in high school. A lot of you walk into wood. the kitchen and it's all made out of wood and you go, yes, this is a rich family. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a lot of down lights. Can't see any PowerPoints in this plan. but Just heaps of down lights so you look super haggard while you're cooking. Here's oh. a construction. All right, so it doesn't, doesn't hold up that well. But Here's a comparison photo. I mean, there are cabinets in there. Yeah. It, yeah. Looks, I'm, like, it looks kind of similar to me. 
I don't I don't want to fall into the trap of ending up being the person who defends Grover. <laughs> it's more of a kitchen than I could build. I'll say that. Yeah, that's one of the things I said early on. It is incredible what he was able to do, considering <laughs> he'd never done this before. But it's also incredible that he had so many professionals offering him advice and he said, no thanks. <laughs> I'm going to ban you from the forum. So this kitchen has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine PowerPoints on one wall. It's like the Sistine Chapel of kitchens. Mm. Less down lights than originally planned, but still six and then two hanging from the ceiling. We've got eight lights in the kitchen. See, I think it's just that he is an electrical engineer. So he has doubled down on what he knows and provided ample electrics. Electrics. (laughs) So many to electrics. compensate for whatever other but deficiencies how, how, might be there. PowerPoints. Okay, wait. Uh, toaster. Kettle. Blender. Uh, Thermomix. Uh, Air fryer. Stick blender. <laughs> yeah, it's what a, sweet. But what about these ones at the top? Um, Upper waffle line. Lamp. <laughs> a lamp? He's got eight lights in there yeah, already. <laughs> oh, this is the windows waiting to be installed. It's just... Like, it's just a very cursed photo. <laughs> the arch window. It doesn't auger well. It's, yeah, it's ominous. It's, <laughs> That's it's the dark. energy. It's dank. There's kids' toys and garbage bins How do you and use tractors. How ride on lawnmower in the swamp? Good question. <laughs> you need some kind of hovercraft with like a whippersnipper attached at the front. This is another garage work in progress picture. I think I may have been exposed to more kind of ad hoc construction work as a younger person than you may have been. You're desensitized. There's a lot of this stuff that's like, oh yeah, whatever to me. My dad did build an addition onto our house when I was a kid. I'm sure that he did a fine job, but I lived like an hour further away from the city than you did and shit gets weird. I mean, you know, he, like people living in Titan sheds for years while some house gets put together. <laughs> oh no, and we, then, had, we had then friends that finished, did that. They don't have any money left, so they put bed sheets in the windows. We had friends that did the live in a shed while I build the house thing, which took a long time. Just like the grimmest shit I can fucking think of. Yeah, it's possible to get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't relish it, but I'm not shocked. But I guess with the addition that my dad built, he involved a lot of professionals because he was a tradie he had friends who were tradies in other trades so when it wasn't someone he hired it was a mate who was a professional in those areas i think there's two paths you can go down you can have like a an area like an area of professional expertise yourself and that can kind of cement the idea that things are more complicated than they seem Mm. and that you should respect other people's um, professional expertise and so you should probably just buy in the expertise or you can go you know what I was able to do this, so I can do all of this other shit. I think that's so good. I'm just going to do it. He has done it. Not well. He's done it. (laughs) He has done it. The evidence is there in the the photographs. He did build this addition. He did build the Grover House. He built it. And it's spelled H-A-U-S, Grover House, because... There's some ex-president in America whose name is Grover, and it's very confusing if you yeah, look Grover up Grover Cleveland. House. So, 22nd and 24th president of the United States. All You're right, all nerd. So non-consecutive terms. All right, nerd. <laughs> well, we don't want to get confused with Grover Cleveland. We would not like to associate him with this Grover. I researched him as well as the Muppet. <laughs> Just in case. Did you really look up Grover? 
just refresh my memory. <laughs> You're taking a substantially different approach to this podcast than we are. In research. Uh, oh, this is further in. He's got two Roombas in the same room. I was about to say, what the fuck are those big baby bells on the floor? Mm. Oh, this is when he was installing part of the HVAC system. That is an absolutely cursed picture. This is also another cursed image where he's like laying down a bit of concrete and he's built a bit of framing around it and everything is just covered in bits of concrete that picture like tw that picture makes me want to fucking kill myself (laughs) (laughs) and this is it once it had been installed so this i think is the air conditioning element of Mm, it it's like a big aircon unit that you would find on the roof of like westfield garden city so interesting fact about the air conditioning unit is he intentionally installed an old air conditioning unit which is very effective because it ran on CFCs. Ah, they don't make them like they used to before they were outlawed. Yeah, it's been outlawed, so he would probably have had to change that by now. He but... really is an American hero. <laughs> There's something about this whole thing that is so American. <laughs> Just. This is the second is that floor. Like a trillion downlights? Yes, and vents. So oh. on the second floor, the roof is angled. Um, because it's coming up to a peak. He wanted that really high ceiling. And we have oh, one, oh two, boy. three, four, five, six, seven, eight downlights. And then one, two, three, four, maybe more vents nearby. Cannot understand why there are so many vents in the ceiling, but they're there. And this is looking up from the staircase into the... I'm struggling to understand why somebody with so little in the way of aesthetic sensibility would decide that what they should do is design and build a structure for people to live in and and therefore have to look at while they live in it. I think he thinks it looks great. The kitchen. That's why we were talking about the kitchen. Here's another view of the kitchen. Sorry. (laughs) I told you mad about the kitchen. This is... I want to note. I mean, there's junk everywhere here. This is the stove. This is the microwave. Oh, that seems like a bad idea. The microwave is directly above the stove. Where's the exhaust fan, motherfucker? There's no range hood. There's no exhaust fan. Oh, actually, I've thought about this. Mm. I've thought of, <laughs> I've thought about how it's a bad idea for anybody who doesn't like cooking and who has never cooked anything to try and plan a kitchen, kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of sexist. or any kitchen appliance as well yeah it's yeah. kind of sexist but there were times in when i've inspected houses where i've gone i feel like a woman designed this kitchen like i feel like somebody who has done like a has you yeah designed or, or just just even like the other forms of like domestic labor that happen in a kitchen you know like when the kitchen sink looks out to like a nice view yeah and stuff like that oh here's an appliance that we forgot the coffee machine not even on the wall with the million. <laughs> there's no appliances on the wall with a million um, powerpoints. No. Can we see any? There seems to be like some splash back tiling up now. Are there powerpoints in there? Can we see them? Uh, I've got glasses on, but I'm still blind. You can see. You can kind of see them. It's like okay, I'm looking there. from distance, so it's quite pixelated. But there's that's definitely a powerpoint. It looks like they're using the horrible splashback made out of lino that they had there in the existing kitchen in the first instance. I think it's tiled. Really about it. Like, I think he actually tiled this. All right. Because there's another shot where you can sort of see it half constructed. We have a dishwasher in there near the sink. Sensible. Mike, got the mod cons. Uh, where was I'm that? still hanging out for confirmation that there's a PowerPoint in that kitchen island because I'm going to be mad. Oh, yeah, here we go. See, it's tiles. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and you can like, see the microwave directly above the stove with no... 
mad about people range. putting stuff on top of the stove. It freaks me out, man. Is that like a jar of peanut butter? Yeah. On like a, what do you call it when it's just like the glass cooktop thing? that A glass cooktop? Mm. Yeah. Or is it confection? No, I think. And then maybe cheese. I don't know. There's a lot of junk on there. There's a um, tape measure, papers. Like a bag of corn chips or something. Oh, God. It's just fire. There's going to be fire. <laughs> There's so much fire waiting my to happen. My dad tells a story about having a fight with my mum because she liked to collect all of the old newspapers on top of the cooktop when I was a baby. And maybe like more liable to come over and accidentally turn the stove on. Here's a nice picture of Grover proudly standing in the kitchen oh. doorway. You can see the height difference between. Yeah. That's the kind step of step that I'm gonna fucking fall face down in when I'm pissed. I think this is old house looking into addition, so you can see the step, and then this is where the ceiling drops into. That <laughs> it's doorway. not strictly flush. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's... I wouldn't say it's like accessible. No. It's not like wheelchair friendly. You would need to install a ramp. Like actually install a ramp to get up there. Oh boy. Uh, but I guess that's where he's moving the dishwasher into the new section. All right. Let's look at some more finished photos. Let's look yeah, at... How does this all end up? All right. Here's an outside shot. Down the side of the house. With the double door and the arch window. It's so Dumb. <laughs> I thought you liked this house. I thought you were defending the house. No, I'm not defending the house. I think you just hate the house. Um, you could have chosen any of those types of windows and just at the, like maybe <laughs> stuck these to one, French right. doors are fine, but mm. the three here, just like if you had three of those, that yeah. would be so much better. It's like you got the value pack and he just <laughs> took one of each window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet window. Well, like play school where each window is a different shaped window. Yeah. This yeah. would be really. Um, I grew up, I was friends with a girl whose mum had um, migrated to Australia from Northern Ireland and she had like a story about being a kid and being home after school and there's a knock on the door and somebody says that this guy at the door says that he's a plumber and he's there to fix the toilet and she goes, oh, okay, come in. And then he's actually using the bathroom, like the toilet window, to snipe from. Oh, anyway, that's the same window. <laughs> you can just shoot oh, someone out of that window. It's a murder window. Yeah, it's a murder window. Mm, this is definitely a murder house. The house will murder you. Oh my god, it will definitely murder you. Especially the when it's there, you can tell. Held up by hurricane straps and oh floating walls. And you can also see in this picture the difference in the the foundation heights. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely not. Uh, the yeah. flooring, yeah. I'm still in, I, I guess I am kind of impressed that he made that house. He made a thing happen in the world. Oh, well, here's one you need to see. The toilet. Toilet. Oh. Got the toilet in the shower in the new section. It just looks kind of small and cramped. I mean, I'm not getting a lot of detail here, but it kind of looks like all of the water is going to just flow out of that shower. Yeah, it look, yeah, it does. <laughs> one thing that I do notice is that if I was, like, sharing pictures of my my pride and joy the fruits of my labor on the interwebs for all to see i would just make it more complete than more finished than what he's what he's provided like you've still got the you know How long the glue gun on the floor and and everything 
like, like 2005. 2005. I feel like people hadn't yet developed like quite as much of a sensibility around like constructing their identities online mm. and like oh, I know what you're saying. But people on the forums did because they knew they would get picked apart. So there was an element of I'm putting this up. People are going to be mean to me. I need. What do I need to think about before I do that? A I just feel bit. like people's selfies are better these days than they used. To, you know, like you used to see a lot more like selfie with a toilet in the back. Yeah, right. right. Yep. That's you true. You see a little less of that. People seem to be a bit more competent mm. in terms of constructing the online identity now. I still like to throw a little toilet in the back just to, <laughs> you know, well, just to make it exciting. Just to keep it raw. <laughs> That's my brand. This is a finished photo. A finished outside. View, looking at the garage door, that entryway door into the garage. Once again, lots of different windows from this angle. Also just one light. Again, I hate to defend the house. (laughs) How can you... On initial inspection, it's a house. It reminds (laughs) me of the Amityville Horror House. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Uh, I see what you're saying. The funny little gable popping out. (laughs) Yes, Um, the staggered uh, garage door. I feel like that may work better than if it didn't have that. And it was just this uninterrupted plane of flat. Ha- you know, like when people have too high a forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying this house needs Absolutely. bangs? Yeah, yes, totally. Absolutely. Um, though I'm very mad about the two long windows and the two short windows. Yes. Like, wouldn't you put a little window up here as well in, oh, the, in the arch? The spooky arch window should have gone there. Exactly. Yes. You could have put that arch there. What's, what's kind of offending me is how close the front door in inverted commas is next to the garage door when it could be just a little more centered if yes. you really wanted to do that. He's right up against the yeah. edge of the garage yeah. door. And, and he's got, got his, oh, look, I have a lot of money car out the front. Grover. Uh, Grover. <laughs> Get off the forum, Grover. This really sounds just like a grudge that you've held on to for a yeah, long, long time. It does. This house haunts me. You know how you were talking about the pee-pee poo-poo story haunting you? Yeah. The- well, that's the same as the bloody Christian Templar bloody OTO <laughs> shit. It's I'm going to be that- honest. I was expecting two to three photos. <laughs> <laughs> at, at most. You thought I didn't do research on this. Bitch. Internally, I I don't know a lot about houses, but I know what I hate. And, and I, I don't, don't hate, hate this. this. You don't hate this? <laughs> I don't. Look, look how close the arch window is to the support beam. I mean, beam. that's a I mean, problem. railing. But, but I'm, a, I'm a big And look how much person. room he could have used to center that You're arch window. So, like, yes, if the house had been planned better, it would be better. But it wasn't, and it's not. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And it is Grover's house. Um, I honestly... Look, I don't want to be mean to anybody, but like, it feels like it is what it is, is the new such is life. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Like, when are the bumper stickers coming out? So this is the lounge room, the upper lounge room, looking from the other direction, um, from the top of the staircase into his new living area where he's got his TV set up. And this is when you notice he's got the TV against the wall precariously balanced on a tiny table. He doesn't have it centered between those two paintings. I'm so mad. Yeah. The speakers, he's got two, like a speaker This box. is criticism beyond the construction of the house now. Yeah, yeah. This is really No, 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 ex- it isn't. This is personal for you. But having having the TV here, <laughs> having the lounges here, means the angled ceiling with all the downlights, the downlights are pointing in directly face, yeah. into the face yeah. of you sitting <laughs> on While the chair. 
You know when they talk about like an like an elephant has been like designed by a committee or something? <laughs> the platypus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a house designed by somebody who's never seen a house. Kind of. <laughs> it kind yeah. of is. <laughs> oh, there's the chandelier. So it hangs um near the staircase, near the arch window. Mm. He's got his so that's the same staircase. The shitty we were TV downstairs. Before. That's the insulated staircase. Yeah, insulated staircase. The cat is still present, so it has survived the process <laughs> up to this point. Asbestosis will come later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, there are a lot worse places. There are a lot worse construction <laughs> examples. If you've watched a current affair, I'm sure you've seen worse. I, I mean, mean, the walls not connecting to the ceiling. He said at one point, if you hit the wall, you feel it move. That's not good. The f- no. But I want to ask you when the last time you watched A Current Affair was. Oh, a long time ago. Wait, really. which one Which one today, out of Today, Tonight and A Current Affair is still on TV now? Because one's gone. Oh, I can't remember. But I just do remember they had a lot of shady contractors on there. Dodgy builders. Dodgy builders. <laughs> shady contractors. Dodgy builders. Bad tenants. Dodgy used car salesmen. And after the break, which is Australia's best tomato sauce? <laughs> I... Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched those shows. What's the best value sunscreen? <laughs> okay, with the the plumbing, the plumbing. So you hate this. this is I'm trying to tell you the whole story. So personal. <laughs> so the plumbing. When he was told that if he who is this guy to you? He's Grover. Maybe this is the real we, story. I think this is actually like a configuration issue. I think that if we have three people on the podcast, then two are always going to gang up against the other one. It's a balance of power. Let me tell you about the plumbing. I'll let you tell me. So he had some problems with the plumbing. Oh. So as the people said, if you have that many bedrooms, it's going to over... It's going to be too much. I don't think much. that the problem is the number of bedrooms. I think that the it's problem number, is the number of butts. Number of people. Yes. So, it overloads the septic system. It's like... Did, did they get wired, <laughs> wired into Did they get hooked up to town water? Did that develop a so come through or are they still on the same septic Later system? on, he tries to do that. Okay. So, he builds like a trench from the house oh, no. out to the municipal sewage system. Uh-huh. Um, he puts the piping in. He, someone comes and looks at it and goes, yeah, it's okay, except you've got this like clear out pipe is in the wrong place. Clear out pipe is so... If there's a blockage, they can get the little snake thing in there and clean out the Mm -hmm. problem, right? So it's in the wrong place. He reinstalls it, gets the guy out. The guy's like, yeah, it's it's in the right place now, but it's the wrong thing. So then he has to do it again. (laughs) So he does it a second time. He gets that in there. He's good to go. He gets permission to be the one to hook up his plumbing to the main sewerage pipe that's outside his place, right? He's the guy that gets to be allowed to... Put a hole in the main sewerage. Okay, even I have concerns about that. <laughs> he breaks a whole bunch of tools trying no, to do it. No. Because he's cutting into like cast iron or something. Oh my God. And during that process, it rains and the pipes that he'd laid down float and break. <laughs> so they float up and they crack in half. Oh. And I have here's a picture of the broken pipe. Bless you, Grover. (laughs) So that's like, I mean, that's an act of God. (laughs) But it's just one of the other things that went wrong. Sometimes the road just doesn't rise up to meet you. This is where he'd put the clear-out pipe in the wrong place. 
that plastic bag over the end. Mm. He does eventually connect it up. I don't know if there was any issues with it, but, yeah, there was the point where the piping broke and there was shit water everywhere and he had to fix that, which sounds awful. Was, was Grover himself generally, like, in good spirits for this construction? Yeah, what was his state of mind? I How did it progress? What kind of time frame? Were you I mean, about? he was kind of combative in the forum because he people were criticizing him, so mm. he was like removing all the criticism. <laughs> um, it happens over quite a long period of time. Yeah. Because he's doing it by himself mostly. He does get other people involved at various points. He just like constructs this strange echo chamber of like house simps. <laughs> oh, this is one of his posts about it costing a lot more money than he expected. And how he thinks adding the addition will improve, will add to the value of the house considerably, like maybe like a desktop valuation by some schmo in the city. One of the intangibles is that adding a second floor really changes the way our house is appraised. As a one-story, it's compared to the shitty rundown one-stories in the area that are depressed on price. As a two-story, it's now compared to the new two-story houses going in all the big developments. So adding a second story likely, quite literally, added about 100k to the value of the house itself. Likely. Quite literally. Hey, Hacklock, can I ask, why does why is that post in Comic Sans? I don't know. <laughs> it's somebody's screenshot, so maybe they had some. <laughs> this is where he says he thinks the house looks like a 200-year-old house from the outside, but is three times the size of any available 200-year-old house, exactly <sighs> where you want it, and full of every modern convenience. Exactly where you want it, right in the middle of the dismal swamp. Dismal swamp. This is where he talks about him and his wife both having ADHD. Um, and that he's abusing her Adderall prescription (laughs) and that she's annoyed that he's not getting work done on the house Mm. because he's posting in the thread. (laughs) That is a key piece of the puzzle. Mm. Oh, he's... Uh, somebody else adding to the mythos saying, which I remember actually, a whole bunch of people reported his house to local zoning boards, <laughs> sheriffs, <Nah>. local <laughs> government agencies. Wow. Out of the nanny state. <laughs> the house got doxxed. The house got doxxed. <laughs> and they said it was out of fear that the house was dangerous to public safety and more importantly, Grover's safety. <laughs> nice girl looking out for him. That's talking about them trying to get rid of Grover from the, the <laughs> military sub-forum called Goons in Platoons. Because people on Something Awful referred to themselves as goons. I can't remember how that started. That was a thing. Yeah. Like people on Slash B called themselves B-tards. B-tards. Yeah. Not great. Uh, yeah. All right. That kind of sums it up. You've seen the whole construction of the house. And what became of the house and of Grover? What so, now? the house still exists. Can we find that address so that we can look it up and have like realestate.com estimate the value? Hey, I said I wasn't going to dox him, but you can look it up. You can find it. Um, there's been incidences of it appearing in various video games. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Flight right. Simulator 2020, yeah. you can fly past the Grover house. Right. Okay. <laughs> you could crash your plane perhaps into oh, the Grover wow. house yeah. if you wanted. Yeah. It's one of those stories that because a lot of it was deleted, um, I feel like people who were on forums at the time remember it really clearly, 
but it hasn't spread beyond that. It hasn't become a meme. You so know? we really need to like embed it in our oral history of the internet. I feel like this is exactly what this podcast is for. It's these to kind of stories. The yeah. Of preserve the memory of things that happened online that are kind of gone now. The evidence is gone. Because it's very important that we preserve this. <laughs> Part of our history. It's preserved regardless. He said that it would last 200 to 300 years, so it's going to be there for future generations to enjoy. Of course it is. How long ago did this happen? 2005, 2006. I think that cat's already dead. Oh, why would you say that to me? That cat's long dead. (laughs) Hang in there, buddy. (laughs) I'm so sad about the cat. It looked like a nice cat. It didn't deserve. It didn't deserve to live in this house. It didn't deserve to breathe in the fiberglass insulation. That's why it's gone now. I don't. I have no idea okay. what became of his relationship. Um, I don't really know what happened to Grover after this. If I you're listening right now, Mrs. Tina, Mrs. He, Grover, <laughs> he became a punchline. Oh. Um, this is the the load bearing drywall. Oh my gosh, joke. Yeah. It's referenced a lot. Um. Pictures of the Grover house will occasionally pop up in really weird places. This is a Escher version of the Grover house. <laughs> the insulation in the stairs there. Yeah. We've got um, Osama's bunker. All right. Yep. Version. <laughs> oh, and this was someone talking about that part of the forum being closed down. That people refer to it as being closed down because of secret service visits or something like that. But the reason it was closed because too many people made fun of Grover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. So that's the Grover house. Got any thoughts? What did we learn? Never try. (laughs) I wonder if like maybe you just think twice about posting your work in progress pics. Yeah. Or maybe set up from the beginning like... Hey, I don't want advice. I just want some support while I go through this process. Through this pain. Yeah. It's just everything about it feels wrong. Mm. Every photo kind of, you know, that uncanny valley feeling you get when you look at a picture of a humanoid thing that is just not quite right. It is maddening. It's definitely like Hill House in the haunting of Hill House where the walls don't quite meet the you know, yeah. floors at the right angle and it slowly drives you in. And like, he did build it. He did, he built that shit. I wonder how long he lived in there. He could still be living in it now. <laughs> Some say he's there. Don't say <laughs> um, there's like, there's a couple of things, right? So it's obviously cursed. There's that. There's also like the cringe element. There's like how delicious it is to watch somebody who's unwilling to take advice mm. who keeps on coming back to the audience again and again it's to the say disconnect here's what of, I'm doing of what not... they're expecting from from <laughs> the like reception that they're actually getting there's been a number of matters that have come through for me where the person keeps on booking for more advice with me mm. and they never follow my advice mm. <laughs> and it's like this strange pressing of the bruise like getting to observe how things unfold um, yep. when they are not willing to take any sort of outside perspective on yeah. what's going down. Yeah. Um, so there's something, I mean, I'm a fucking sicko, so I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't tear yourself away. Mm. Yeah. And that was 
that was what it was like watching it unfold at the time. Yeah. As I kept checking back in going, why, why is he doing that? What but is he doing? I think that why is he ramming his head against this wall? Here? There's also like some lesson here and that thing about like carry yourself with the mediocrity of, with the confidence of a mediocre white man, mm. you know, like he really, he really did build a house, you know? Yeah. There's all of these things that you dream about doing and you say to yourself, no, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not the right person to yeah. do that. I can't achieve that. And he's like, Grover did it. I'll just look at some forums. <laughs> yep. And maybe there's no losers here. I mean, maybe he got a house <laughs> that he was happy with and everyone else had a great time. You just got to push those walls back into place every day. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine that they're bowing one and a half inches. Yeah. I don't know if it's something to do with me just like um, reflexively, um, like identifying with like the femme in the story, but it's really tough for me to like, I keep on thinking about what would it be like for the partner, his absent wife who to live hear in anything this about. and observe this thing <laughs> unfolding over however many months. Yeah. We need to come back with a, like a feminist reading of the Grover. <laughs> oh my God. This is praxis. <laughs> praxis. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that, that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just cringe. It's just a dumb house. It's just a dumb, dumb house. Let the man be in his dumb house in the dismal swamp. <laughs> I want to live in a dismal swamp, but you I want don't... like a witch's house in the dismal swamp. Like a Baba Yaga yeah. chicken hut with chicken feet. Chicken legs so yes. I can get up above the swamp if I need nice. to. Go for a run. Love a Baba Yaga. There's this um there's a street in like Yoronga Fairfield where it has flooded previously. And um, I think Brisbane City Council had some grants set up, maybe up to 60 grand for you to pop your house up on stilts yeah. if you wanted to, to sort of mitigate effects of flood. And so there's this street where everybody in these, what would have been just like two-story houses in the first instance, have then popped all of their houses up. And it's like this, like a line of Baba Yaga kind of like houses on legs. Cool. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and so my first thought whenever I see them is like, I don't want to carry my groceries up that. Oh, the stairs. When I was a kid, I used to think the coolest thing was when people had um, a wheelie bin next to the house that's two stories and they've got like the rope tied. We to did the... that. <laughs> yeah. We had it right near the kitchen window and there was the rope tied to the window, the yeah. outer window thing. And you'd pull up the rope to open the bin and then drop your rubbish from the kitchen So you don't have down. to go down the stairs, yeah. Exactly. That's like living large. To me as a child, I was like, that is living large. I loved putting rubbish in the bin as a child. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you would like to say with this platform we have given you today, Devo? Oh, I have nothing to promote. No current projects. <laughs> no shout outs. Okay. That's all from me. I got nothing. <laughs> Low energy. <laughs> Wow, I'm so I'm, glad I invited you on this I'm show. I'm just here to simp. <laughs> <laughs> if we mentioned this last time we did this but we're recording in my bedroom Ooh la la. and i just want to say that this is where the magic happens <laughs> star swipe i thought i saw your sage stick out in the lounge room uh i don't know if that's magic oh. so much as cultural appropriation 
True. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, back. like there's there's a, there's a chunk of books on my bookshelf that I haven't read that I purchased before I figured out that I couldn't read books anymore. You know, and like the Sage Stick is a thing that I purchased in this strange little window in my life between knowing what a sage stick was and knowing that it was maybe a bit problematic and like cultural appropriation and maybe not like super, Mm. it's not Palo Santo or anything, but it's, it's not necessarily like great environmentally as well. Maybe I've seen people argue and um, I only like 49% believe in woo woo maximum. Yeah, so I got the sage stick in between knowing that a sage stick is a thing and knowing that it was problematic to have it. And so I still have it because I don't think that it's more ethical for me to throw it out. Mm, Probably not. And I've used it Mm. since I know that it's... But you're not going to buy another one. I'm not going to buy another one. I'm also not going to like post pictures of me using it or I'm I'm not going to seek to promote the use of sage sticks aside, obviously aside from me, like talking about it right now. Um, and, and I also, um, I just want to be like really frank about how shitty I am. So like we used it to smudge a place that we'd moved into a couple of years ago. Um, and so we went around the house at the housewarming where I was like all kinds of fucked up mm. and we waved the smoke around with a big W catalog <laughs> <laughs> That's so tacky, but so perfect. I feel like it's really on brand for me. Yeah, you were getting the vibes right for you in that space. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Mm, yeah, that's what I got. like. I respect ritual. So, Chase um, out the bad, bring in the bri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's time to bracket battle. Let's do it. Um, so, I've gone acoustic. Oh, we've got a hat. Oh my god! With post-its in it. That's what you were doing. That I yeah, that I definitely I definitely didn't take the post-its from work or anything like that. <laughs> of course not. No, that would be inappropriate. I would never do that because that would be problematic and lack integrity, and that's not me at all. Look, oh, what a delicious noise! Post-it ASMR. <laughs> all right. So um, bracket battle today. Um, I thought that. Look, let's figure out what we think the upshot of the outcome of the battle is. You know, like, um, you battle about what the best chip is and then you just eat the packet of chips, right? Yeah. So maybe when we get to the end and figure out the winner, we'll figure out what the outcome. The stakes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that we should determine the stakes at the front end of this one. Okay. Because I'm going to take you through my favorite items from the what did we get stuck in our rectums last year list. Oh, wow. I'm in a group on Facebook that it there isn't a great deal of discussion, but it's definitely one of my favorite groups, which it's a group about like amazing headlines. Yeah. There's also a no Trump rule. You're not allowed to post any headlines relating to Trump. That's good. That's a bit of a break. But so um, the person who set up the group, this is, they say in their, in their post, that this is like their favourite, their favourite article every year. Yeah, this is something I look forward to at the end of the year. Like there are certain like, you know, best albums of the year lists or something, but 
I always look forward to the best things that got stuck up people's butts during the year and the weirdest way people died during the year. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Um, I do have a soft spot for like horrible body horror kind of medical stories. Yeah. I don't want to see pictures. <laughs> you just want to hear the I'll story. take a story. Yeah. So, so uh, the list isn't just stuff that went in people's butts. There's also ears and urethras so and things that vaginas. So things stuck inside bodies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought we'd battle to see what the best thing stuck in a body is. Okay. Am I picking my favorite for hilarity, like the one I find the most funny, or am I picking like... I, I feel like every time we do a bracket battle, actually, like... There's no, like, marking matrix or anything. Okay. Like, we just have to so, feel it out as the thing unfolds. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is it the most unusual that I want to go for or the ones that just make me laugh the most? I think you have to follow your heart. Okay. Right. Okay. Getting so, my heart in the zone. Yeah. All in right. In the zone of butts. Okay. Here's something stuck in a nose. A fake diamond. Whoa. Fancy. Mm. Real fancy. Trying to snort a diamond, were we? Okay. Versus patient reports inserting a deodorant can inside his rectum last night as he was constipated. Yeah, that'll fix it. Yeah. (laughs) I just need to freshen up. Like, maybe I could see spraying deodorant. Oh, God, that would not be good. Your... In your asshole. But holly. But holly. Well. I mean, maybe they thought they would dislodge whatever was blocking the passageway. It just seems really, you're going to further impact your poo-poo. But also, some deodorant cans have a nice rounded top to them. Dildo-esque. Uh, there's a particular brand of lube that you can get in the supermarket or you could previously, it wasn't my favorite brand, but it had a very much like a dome at the end of the bottle. I mean, if the lid is rounded though, you might get the lid left. The lid was at the other end, I can say with some authority, but it didn't have a (laughs) flange. The bottle had no no flange. flange on it. So. Gotta have a flange. Maybe vagina friendly, but don't, don't put it in the. Boutte. Boutte. Flange, flange, a flange is your friend. A flange is your friend. Can we put that on like a bumper sticker or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can which find one? Find a friend in flange. <laughs> you can. It's really practical. Um, I was chatting to a friend who's a, like a late stage med student, like on the precipice of tumbling into doctorhood um and she was saying that she thought that some of these issues were related to you know like failures of sexual education and oh definitely you know shame if there was less shame around (laughs) if everybody was able without shame to just embrace the fact that they want to put things in their butt then everybody could talk about the need for flanges and you'd be more likely to buy things that are specifically designed to go in butts rather than going. I'm, I always say that. I guess that, I have to use the deodorant can. I always say that to myself, and then I wonder if it's just that I myself don't experience a specific desire to put household items in yeah. my butt. True. And maybe, like, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum here. I'm not here to make anything anybody feel bad about, you know, what they 
want to do, you know, let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And if the soft animal of your body loves putting deodorant cans in your butt, <laughs> then I don't know, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there already is on the market some way to get like a flange that attaches. <laughs> can you just put like a little Fimo flange on the outside of a deodorant bottle? Surely you can get like Plastamake or Fimo and bake it on there. I mean, maybe not an aerosol can, but something else. Yeah, I think that's going to blow up in your oven. Yeah. I think uh, Plastimank I don't think requires heat. I think that just solidifies. Should we just branch out into YouTube videos and attempt to bake a flange onto a deodorant <laughs> can? <laughs> now that we've said it. Now that I've said it. No. No. Then people will have to look at my face. Um, no, no. We'll do, one of, we'll do an ASMR cooking video. It'll be like really tight shots around your hands. You'll do it really Top purposefully. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there'll be like the soft hum of traffic in the distance. <laughs> well, we ram some plastic onto the end of a can. What if we do it like Gator Bugue and design bespoke dildos shaped like deodorant cans? That's also an option. You could definitely make a mold of a can and then add the flange before you make the mold. And then... Pull your silicon or whatever. We're going to make a million dollars. TM, TM, trademark, trademark, <laughs> copyright. Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. But seriously, um, fake diamond in the nose versus deodorant can up the bum. <sighs> deodorant can up the bum. Okay, beauty. Ear. Felt like something ear that... What? In the ear. In the ear. Okay. This is something that went in the ear. Okay. Felt like something there. Burning sensation. Flush the ear and a worm flushed out. <gasps> Ew. <laughs> I don't think they stuck the worm in there, but. Literally had brain worms. It's a bit creepy. Three weeks ago, was drunk and put a light bulb up his rectum. Oh, no, 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 no. I've seen that video on the internet and I would never like to see it again. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that video. I saw a jar. Yeah, but, I've seen the jar. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of glass this was in the. This was in the wake of Three Girls, One Cup, right? One Man, One Jar. Yes. Mm. Future episode, Three Girls, oh, One Cup. Like there Shotgun. Is, oh, shotgun, Three Girls, One Cup. Of all the like <laughs> horrifying shock videos that I saw when I was more likely to click those links because I could not, yeah. not click the links, that is the one that still haunts me the most. One Man, One Jar and it makes Mr. Me- Hands. I don't know about that second one, but one man, one jar, um, sadder than I felt like shocked or disgusted. I just felt really bad for this person sustaining that injury. Oh yeah. I feel that. And but also, there was also body horror there uh, on, in a way that I hadn't experienced before. Oh no. Like I, I'd already seen shit on the internet. I was already done in that respect. But um, also, I don't know if this is like a strange cognitive bias, but when I see people on the internet, unless there's other contextual stuff going on, I always assume that they're in the US. Yeah. And so when I saw that go down with that guy, one of my immediate thoughts was like concern about his ability to afford the health care that he needed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because that's going to be a lot. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway, so oh, oh, so I want to say that, like, I'm really impressed with the idea that this person has managed to keep a light bulb in their rectum for three weeks without breaking it. So there's also that. Mm, that's true. Maybe it's not a regular glass bulb. Maybe it's one of those little LED <laughs> twisty ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just no, twisting no, it up no, there. That's... Oh, God. I've broken <laughs> one of those trying to take it out of a 
lamp before. Oh, really? Yeah, bad. Oh, I've never broken one. They seem really solid. Bad, 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 bad. Okay. Um, ear, earworm, literal earworm versus light bulb in Bum Bum. I mean, the light bulb is more horrifying, but the earworm is also, more unusual. Mm, also horrifying. Also horrifying. Let's go with the worm. Okay, worm. Penis. Playing with phone and fell asleep. When woke up, his stylus was in his urethra. <laughs> sure. Injury occurred four days ago and didn't seek treatment. Oh, no. Oh, I feel no. like there's some, you know, sometimes you write a file note and you're doing your best to strip out any kind of personal judgments, but the decisions that you make as a worker about what you record versus what you don't record reveal something. And I feel like there's some judgment there. I mean, that explains probably the level of infection this person might be experiencing. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stylus would be disgusting. Yeah. She says, as the owner of a stylus. <laughs> Didn't put it in my pee hole, though. Um, patient was intoxicated four months ago and... Oh, I love this one. <laughs> patient was intoxicated four months ago and placed... Placed? Placed. Carefully placed a crumble of tin foil inside vagina. Oh. Does it set off your feelings? A crumble of tinfoil. Placed, carefully placed. A oh. crumble of tinfoil. <laughs> See, crumble makes me think circular. Yeah, like crumpled crumpled up like, yeah, a, like a ball. Bowl. A flange is your friend. Should have put a flange there. Uh, but also, like, it's a vagina. Just, like, Fish find it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, next time you crumble up the tinfoil... Crumble it up with a little bit of dental floss in it so you got a little string just to fish her out. Yeah, that's definitely going to go perfectly as planned. Okay, get the tin foil, <laughs> like concertina it up, and in the middle uh, tie the dental floss around it. Right. And then crumble it into a ball. So it can't pull off. Definitely don't do this at home. This is not advice. This is not medical advice. No. Please seek help before doing anything that we advise. <laughs> no, 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 we're not advising. No advice. You're the one who wanted an advice show. <laughs> I didn't want an advice show about advising people how to put place crumbles of tinfoil in their vaginas. Don't it, do it. Don't do it, guys. I did a um I did a um an aptitude test one time to tell you stuff about what you would be good and bad at professionally and um one of the things that it said to me is that one of that my strength lies in criticizing (laughs) (laughs) existing work rather than creating Uh new works so they were saying like you know be an editor rather than a writer okay so i'm not saying that putting a crumble of tinfoil in your vagina is a good idea what i'm saying is is that there's probably better approaches. Yes. That if you're intent on that course of action, then if we're going to go with a harm minimization approach, let's just have an exit strategy. A strategy for the exit of the tinfoil from your vagina. Okay, now I need to decide between the stylus and the foil. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. The stylus, I understand someone who is into urethral sounding has just stuck a stylus up there, got embarrassed, didn't go seek help until they absolutely had to. That's the way I'm reading that situation. The foil, 
I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. So I'm going with Was intoxicated. Yeah, just like get the sounding rods for cheap on Wish from that earlier episode. We still haven't done that. It turned out to be more expensive than we thought. <laughs> I'd still really want to... I'm still thinking about it. I really want to make the... Wind chime. Sounding rod wind chime, yeah. We should do it, but we might have to buy them in stages. Or we could go... We could set up a GoFundMe. Let, <laughs> what if we just go to that adult shop across the road from that bar that we like? Yeah. Wait, should we name any of these businesses? We'll probably not. <laughs> <laughs> they might not actually want our advertising. That's true. Consent is important, bros. Um, yeah, so we could go have a drink at that place that we like, that mm-hmm. the people that we also like run, and then we can go across the road to that adult shop where I one time went when I was drunk and the person behind the counter was telling me about a legal issue that they had and I gave them my card <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, honey, I'm gay. And I was like... No, I'm a lawyer. I'm hitting you up. <laughs> I'm not hitting you up. I'm trying to help. Okay. All right. So rectum. Rectum. Newspaper. I hardly know him. Oh, no. Newspaper. <laughs> oh. Okay. What's the other one? Do they go in dry? Like, you know when your hands get really dry when you touch a newspaper? Well, you know when you get a newspaper delivered, it's often wrapped in plastic so that it doesn't get affected it's by rain. cheating. <laughs> just go in dry <laughs> on an unwrapped newspaper. No, surely it's rolled up into a tube. Like surely. the Southeast Advertiser. The Northside Chronicle. <laughs> Has had a marble in his penis for the past four years and decided he needs it removed. Oh, my God. I feel like there's some judgment implicit in that file note also. There definitely is. I don't know if we call them file notes when they're medical records. mm but I, I think there's a lot of this, a lot of similar dynamics in the it way that people write up medical records. Incredible that that has been able to exist without causing more problems before now. Four years. Where are they pissing from? All right, whatever. Well, pee is stored in the balls, so. <laughs> um. Oh. Let's go the marble. Okay. So found a bead and placed it in his ear so he wouldn't lose it. <laughs> I kind of relate, you know, like sometimes, you know, if you get the back of your earring and you're like, don't want to lose this, just I'll put it in my mouth. Yeah. In just between my teeth and my lip. I definitely do that. Yeah. So I kind of see it. Found a bead, placed it in his ear so he wouldn't lose it. I feel like you would lose a bead that you put in your ear. Yeah, clearly they did. No matter. Um, Metal screw in his urethra to cause an erection. Uh, maybe he felt like he needed to scaffold it. I'm not sure how much context I can provide here, but I was having a discussion with some people today um, where somebody was saying something about somebody having trouble achieving an erection uh, or maintaining an erection. And I was like, oh, you know, easy mode. You just grab the penis and then you wave it around <laughs> like... A wacky, waving, um, inflatable tube man out in front of a used car dealership. Two seconds flat. You just sorted two paddle pop sticks either side of the penis, wrap some duct tape around it, get you ready to go. I feel like duct tape could be a problem for anybody who 
you know, has like a bit of hair on at the base of their penis. Oh yeah, no, that's not good. All yeah, right. put a rubber band around it. Then put the paddle pop sticks. Then you got. I think you got to want to bag up over the top of this. So paddle pop sticks, maybe some like um, twine. Yep, packing twine. Okay, fine. Twine. Dental floss. It's very artisanal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a DIY hipster <laughs> erection. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> Again, please um, do not do this at home. The urethral sounding rods from our previous wish bracket battle one of them was did have like a screw shaping to it yeah i remember that so perhaps they were trying to recreate that sensation but they used an actual screw oh god uh that is horrifying and i'm sure was not very effective i like the bead though bead in the ear the bead has a kind of naivety to it that i appreciate blessed i feel like that may have been a child like, you know, the kid in my head, it was like a 28 year old man driving a shitty car. But th- like, maybe this is something about me. OK. Oh, a tale as old as time was squatting in the shower when he got a small bottle stuck in his rectum. That's got to be the most common up the butt problem, up the butt trip to the hospital problem. Oh, I mean, isn't that almost like that's a Seinfeld episode. OK, versus. Dog tooth in ear. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly the dog tooth wins that one. Uh, I feel like that was not that person's fault. I feel like maybe a dog may have been involved. You're going with dog tooth in ear? Yeah. All right. Easy mode. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. I always overcommit with a bracket battle. That's okay. Because I love content. (laughs) Jam it into my head. Nose. Mini flashlight. Oh, God. All right. wonder what they were looking for. Versus. Car was rear-ended and he hit his head on back of front seat. Headache since. Also, put a piece of paper in ear one month ago. <laughs> uh, sure, that's unrelated. <laughs> oh, I wonder if it's got a secret message on it. Don't forget to do your taxes. I buried the treasure here, dot, dot, dot. Hides in ear so no one can find it. Like the fake diamond in the nose wasn't really fake. It was a real diamond. Maybe they thought it was real. And that's why they stuck it up their nose to hide it. And then when it got pulled out, they were like, yes, finally, the diamond that I stole. And then they got it assessed and it's like, no, 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 that's a big fakie. Let's continue workshopping that. There could be like a movie in that. TM, TM. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> Copyright best in the author. Um, piece of paper in the ear or the mini flashlight. I, I like the, I had a car accident. Oh, by the way, also I've got paper uh, in my BTW. ear. BTW. Car crash was fake. It's all about the paper. Follow the paper trail. <laughs> was in talk. Oh, I love this one. Was intoxicated and is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. <laughs> Can't find them at home. None found in ER exam. Oh, no. So she didn't need to go to the ER at all? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Can you... I feel... I just... 
I feel like I feel like that could happen to me. Yeah, it that seems relatable. Yeah. Messy relatable one. Yeah. But also possibly an expensive one if we're also assuming this is an American's tale. Throat. Plastic jail wristband. Oh no. <laughs> that took a second for me to compute. Right. Oh. Well, I guess they got it off their wrist, didn't they? Uh, the anal bead one is too <laughs> too relatable. Um, I was telling <gasps> Bri a story before we started recording about this morning booking in to go to the Genius Bar uh, because my phone had this dead spot area and no matter what I tried, resetting the phone, turning it on the side, this one sort of area right where the keyboard is was continuously like just not working. So I booked in to get the phone repaired and I was dreading the cost of it. And then this morning thought, oh, I'll open the notes app. I'll scribble all over the screen. So it really precisely shows the dead zone and then realized that the dead zone lined up perfectly with a bubble underneath the screen protector. I'm a fucking idiot. If I took the screen protector off, it worked perfectly. Tell us all this time. Person is idiot. Can relate. (laughs) All right. Round two. Okay. Has had a marble in his penis for the past four years and decided he needs it removed versus car was rear-ended and he hit his head on the back of front seat. Headache since. Also put a piece of paper in ear one month ago. Both of these people are hiding things inside them for a considerable amount of time. Four years versus uh, one month. The four years is much more impressive. Let's go the four years. Has this man not come in four years? Just around the marble. Was intoxicated and is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. Can't find them at home. None found in ER exam. Versus patient reports inserting a deodorant can inside his rectum last night as he was constipated. Uh, Anal beads still win. Yeah, totally. Oh, God, what is going to be the outcome of this battle? I'm starting to dread it. (laughs) (laughs) No no matter who wins, you have to put a crumble of tinfoil in your vagina. I'll fashion it for you with some dental floss to fish it back out again. It must be a flange. Do you have um, any metal fillings? Yes. Because, oh my God, I really want to know. I think I have two. Okay. Anyway. Found a bead and placed it in his ear so he wouldn't lose it versus patient was intoxicated four months ago and placed a crumble of tinfoil inside her vagina. Um, bead, crumbled bead. tinfoil. Go the crumble of tinfoil. Crumble of tinfoil. Crumble, place. Okay, ear. Oh. Felt like something there. Burning sensation. Flushed the ear and a worm flushed out. Oh, oh that's such a nightmare. Versus dog tooth in ear. Both ears. Both ears. Um, It's the same person. Oh, my God. One was the left and one was the right. The dog was just trying to get the worm out. (gasps) The dog is a a hero. Good boy. (laughs) The worm. The worm is worse. The worm. Round three. Randomized. Felt like something there in the ear burning sensation flushed the ear out and a worm flushed out. Worm. Versus has had a marble in his penis for the past four years and decided he needs it removed. That's tough. The worm is horrifying, but it's also, I think, not a 
choice. I don't think someone has chosen the worm to go in their ear. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those, a fly has landed in there, laid an egg or something horrifying Ew. like that. Whereas the marble, that was a choice. <laughs> or was he in the shower and squatting and just like... <laughs> and a marble just... Tripped on the marble. Was bouncing down the road and landed in his butthole. <laughs> I was playing with marbles and then I fell asleep and I woke up and there was a marble in my dick. Marble. Marble. marble wins. Okay. Versus was intoxicated and is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. Can't find them at home. None found in ER exam. Versus patient was intoxicated four months ago and placed a crumble of tinfoil inside a vagina. Uh, I'm going to look at these <laughs> so I can make the choice. Hacklock actually can't read my handwriting <laughs> really can't. at all. Um I spent five years working for a legal service that was paper-based and all of my advices were handwritten. <laughs> I pity the poor bastard who has to review those records now. The anal beads. <laughs> it's so tragic. <laughs> it's like, it's so oh, like embarrassing it's like, and it's ended up in a year list. It's like layer upon layer of schadenfreude. Oh, Oh, I'm cringing. Okay. So it's has had a marble in his penis for the past four (laughs) years and decided it needs to be removed versus was intoxicated and is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. Can't find them at home. None found in ER exam. I'm going with the non-existent anal beads. (laughs) Um, Because the worst thing to have been found in your body was nothing at all (laughs) in this case. Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) Can can I suggest that the outcome of this bracket battle should be that you create a work of art to commemorate? Oh, what could I make? This medical incident. I'm sure I could. I have to have a think about what I would do. I have a concern that it might not be in line with your usual brand. Whatever, my brand's garbage. I'm an artiste. <laughs> I'm embracing the garbage element of myself. Um, we should do it as like a listener giveaway. I could... Oh, no, I can't. I was about to say I could make a ceramic anal bead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Leave that with me. I'll create something. Okay. Hacklock to create something. Wait. Shouldn't I have to create the absence of the thing? I think there's lots of scope for a very interesting artistic approach to this stimulus. Okay. The post-it is the post-it. on that block's head. <laughs> okay. Now it's my turn again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we are doing the meme-related segment. Yes. We yet, haven't actually... The yet-to-be-named because we haven't figured out how to post a poll on Facebook yet. <laughs> but um, neither of us can work out how to post the poll. It's not letting us Would do you it. To put up like a link to SurveyMonkey. Oh, God, maybe. That's a lot of work. I don't think people are going to participate that much. We'll get, like, five people. Well, the segment where we explore an ancient meme and work out how to explain it to a mythical Gen Y person. Um, So now for the next segment. (laughs) Memes for Marlowe. Okay, so the the topic for this one is all your base. (laughs) Okay. So, All Your Base, I Belong to Us, references the opening scene from a video game. 
Uh, it this is a vintage meme. It started to spread online in like 1998. Oh my! Whoa! Yeah. That's so vintage. And it's even older than that because it was originally an arcade game. So it was like a like a table toppy arcade game. Wow! Uh, released in 1989. Oh my! The year of the Simpsons. <laughs> And um, the thing that turned it into a meme was a poorly translated version when it was being ported to the Mega Drive and the Genesis. <gasps> okay, cool. So um, the game that it came from is called uh-huh. Zero Wing. Okay. It's a science fiction-themed, horizontally scrolling shoot 'em up game where players assume the role of Trent. What a cool guy name that is. It was certainly a cool guy name in 1998. <laughs> And you're taking control of the Zig space fighter craft through eight increasingly difficult levels, each with a boss at the end that must be fought before progressing any further. Okay. In a last-ditch effort to overthrow the alien cyborg cats as the main objective. (laughs) So, um, the reason that it was so entertaining was the poor translation. Okay. Uh, And it was like the opening scene of the game, so Mm -hmm. it was setting up the premise. And you're, like, in a spaceship, like, the control deck, looking up at a big screen. That's the view. So I'll read out the original script. I'm not going to do funny voices because this was just text on a screen. Okay. But what came up and what was entertaining, it would have the character name Mm -hmm. or the, like, role that that person had and then what they were saying. So I'm going to say the character names. Captain, what happened? Mechanic, somebody set us up the bomb. Operator, we get signal. Captain, what? Operator, main screen turn on. <laughs> Captain, it's you. Cats, how are you, gentlemen? Cats, all your base are belong to us. Cats, you are on the way to destruction. Captain, what you say? Cats, you have no chance to survive. Make your time. Cats, ha 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 ha. Operator, Captain. Captain, take off every zig. Captain, you know what you're doing. Captain, move Zig. Captain, for great justice. <sighs> for great justice. For great justice. That was also the line, all your base are belong to us, was the one most often refer- referenced. But I rem- yeah. for great justice also became part of the lexicon, I feel. Okay, yeah. So a more accurate translation of some of those lines uh, is like, the en- like one of them is an engineer, not operator, saying mm-hmm. it appears someone has planted explosives. <laughs> That was <laughs> communications operator, incoming visual on the main screen. Okay. Cats, with the help of Federation government forces, Cats has taken all of your bases. Okay. Cats, treasure what little time you have left to live. Captain, we're counting on you, Ziggs. Captain, may there be hope for our future. Okay. So that's like, makes a lot more sense, right? It seems more like a space video game script. That's what they were trying to say. But it was just oh, was it? very poorly translated. Oh, bless. In 2000, a computer programmer who was also a Something Awful Forum member <laughs> and a part-time DJ. Oh, my God. Mm. What a, <laughs> a triumvirate. His name's Jeffrey Ray Roberts. And Sounds he hot. He was also in a band called The Laziest Men on Mars. <laughs> Sorry, if I was like 22, this whole scenario would have me splooshing. (laughs) So he made a techno dance track (laughs) of the script 
Invasion of the Gabba Robots, which he remixed with some of the Zero Wing video game music with a voiceover of the phrase, all your bass are belong to us. Can we? I thought it was really charming when we just played audio out of a fucking phone. All right, play a little bit. Last app. So I just want to... Yeah, there we go. Posted um, 12 years ago. Oh, wow. I love it when it's like YouTube videos that are more than 10 years old. I'm like, oh, wow. We're old on the internet now. <laughs> we are. That's the whole premise of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Um, before I play, you were saying. Oh, before you play it, um, the film clip that goes with what you're going to play was made by a forums member, Bad CSC, in 2001 creating a video combining that song with various images created in a something awful um, all your base Photoshop thread, which went viral. So Musically, this is really like a moment in time yeah. as well. <laughs> Top comment, this video has aged very well. <laughs> so that's just showing all the memes now? The, like, yeah, it's Photoshop. lots of, yeah, Surgeon General's warning on a packet of cigarettes, all your base belong to us. Um, Wheel of Fortune with the answer being all your base belong to us. Times Square, all your base belong to us. <laughs> the UN. <laughs> and so on, and I so suppose. On. I think we got the idea. Yeah, so something <laughs> awful. Used to have these Photoshop competition threads, oh, as well as just bless. people Photoshopping things like... Uh, this was sort of pre-meme generators. Mm. Um, so the thread with all the all your baselines photoshopped into the stuff went viral. And then this guy made the compilation. Okay. So there were a couple of news stories relating to it. In 2003, in somewhere in Michigan, uh, a bunch of young people put signs all over town that read, All your base belong to us. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. And they claimed to be playing an April Fool's joke. But most people who saw the signs were unfamiliar with the phrase. And many residents were upset that the signs appeared to appeared while the U.S. was at war with Iraq. <laughs> and the police chief said the signs could be a borderline terrorist threat, depending on what someone interprets it to mean. Just poor time. This isn't making me think at all about like recent events in Australia in relation to like memes and misunderstanding meme culture mm-hmm. at all. This is why we need educational shows like ours so, so that people... everybody understands memes. Memes from 12 years ago, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so also in 2004, a bunch of university students in North Carolina and members of something called the Wolf Web exploited a web-based service used by local schools and businesses to report weather-related closures to display the phrase within a news ticker on the live news broadcast. So across the bottom of the news, it said, All your your base base belong to us. And people freaked out. (laughs) Well, those people are idiots and should spend more time on the internet. Yeah, definitely. Definitely waste your life being aware of shit like this. I... I mean, um, this podcast is an attempt for me to justify wasting my life being aware of shit like this. I don't know how it came up. Maybe somebody that I went to law school with or something and I sort of noticed that, you know, the kind of person who's on Facebook, but they post like two things a year. Yeah. And it's so like beyond my comprehension for somebody's engagement with social media to run along those lines. And I'm like... What is your life about if you're not constantly doom scrolling and posting? Um, I was I was thinking about this and you know what? Like, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. I like it. So do I. It's just like another place to be. I mean, there's a lot about it that is not good and it's probably not good for my brain and it's probably <sighs> not good for society. <sighs> it's probably not good for politics. <sighs> but... How funny are those memes? <laughs> and like cat videos, mate. Yeah, cat videos. Yeah. Oh, incredible. <laughs> I love a cat this video. This is... <laughs> Did I already tell you about how I went to my 10-year high school reunion a few years back and people were like, oh, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, well, I'm pretty serious about Facebook. <laughs> You didn't say that. Uh, I did. Oh, no. (laughs) At my 10-year high school reunion, I would have been 27. Like, this was a little while ago. And I... You were. I was. And look at you now. Look how far you've come. I think I'm still... You are too serious about Facebook. We've moved on as a society for the need for Facebook. I don't know. I'm getting bulk likes. Yeah. Probably to do with the algorithm. Probably. If I if I post anything, the algorithm knows when it's my face. Yeah. When it's a selfie and just like serves it up to everyone. And then it's like more than 100 likes. It's because of this face. <laughs> and this is a face. All right. So that's all your base. Do you understand <laughs> it, Marlo, our fictional teen? I do. You can- Why does Marlo sound so old? Yeah, I think we need to rethink Marlo's voice. <laughs> but that does bring us to the end of the episode. Okay. So, goodbye. Farewell. So long, Envita Zang. I just said all those in the wrong order. Um, thanks for listening. Fart we'll noise. be back in a fortnight. Add us on various social media. We're on Facebook. <laughs> you hate Facebook. I fucking hate Facebook. Uh... But also Instagram and Twitter. We're either online mole patrol or mole patrol, depending on which name I could secure. Um, obviously it'll have our little purple computer logo if it's actually us and, uh, please interact with my posts and shit because yeah, if you're horny for me, send us some sweet little nothings on one of those platforms. And if I am horny for you also, I'll send you something back. And if I'm not, I'll block you and never talk to you again. 
don't block our listeners. <laughs> Stop soliciting from our listeners and then blocking them. <laughs> we need them to listen to the podcast. Why do you think I'm doing a podcast? To solicit. Oh, I thought it was because you were horny for me. I'm a solicitor. No, I thought this podcast was established because you're horny for me. <laughs> oh, we've got some misunderstandings. I thought this was an yeah. elaborate ruse to get in my pants. Oh, well. Not that I don't respect that. It's a lot of work to get in your pants. <laughs> I mean, I could have just asked to get in your pants <laughs> rather than edit hundreds of hours of audio. Uh, does that seem like a thing you would do? Yes. <laughs> Actually, both of them seem like a thing I would do. I am either very blunt or very slow acting. No in between. No in between. It's like, we've been friends for 10 years. Time to make a move. Or, hey, I just met you. Let's fuck. <laughs> Actually, that seems, that tracks. That seems sensible. Yeah.